Welcome to this week's episode of the Agent Playbook with Travis and Nestor. This week, we'll be talking about business plan, how to put one together, and how to stay on track. Please like and follow. Oh my goodness. Good morning, Travis. Good morning, Nestor. Happy birthday again. Thank you very much. Another year. It is another year. Hey, so what beer did you get this morning? Chimay Blue Reserve. You? Ex- excite- I don't know the name of it. Oh. It has a little elephant on it, which I thought was very cool. Oh. And the bottle is, it's like a gray bottle, and it's got an elephant. I'm excited. Mm. Yes. It, unlike, I don't know a lot about beer, so I can't tell you much about it, but I will be able to tell you after I drink it. All right. Um, which I'm looking forward to it. Getting open today. <laughs> Happy Friday. Um, do anything special for the birthday? Did I do anything special? Yeah. Um, took a little time off. All right. Surfed, had a nice meal, hung out with the family. Nothing extravagant. All right. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Good deal. So, everybody, if you're following us, please, or if you're not following us, please do follow us, like, and subscribe. Um, we would greatly appreciate that. Share. Happy Friday to you, Fran. Um, any questions or anything, please drop them into the comments. And if we miss it, Chantel, behind the scenes, please just let us know. I do have the feed open, but sometimes mine, mine gets delayed. Um, so please let us know that. This week's episode. Business planning. Business planning. Have you got a plan? Why should you have a plan? Do you need a plan? Why don't you have a plan? That's a great question. I have a plan. You have a plan. Um, I know a lot of people that do have plans. And I've run into people. Let's kick this one off with, uh, can you get what you want without a written, physical, put-on-piece-of-paper plan? Maybe. Okay. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That is true. That is true. So, and and I, and I bring that question up because what we're trying to, kind of what we're talking about today is I have run into people and I've had meetings and consultations and things like that and, and have come across every now and then an agent that is just so self-motivated that it's all up here. It stays up there. It, it never goes to paper. You never really see anything. And they're hitting the numbers that they want to do and hitting having the business that they want to have. Um, so I think it can be done. I just, even in that case, I'm not necessarily sure that's the most efficient way. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Yeah. But it's going to be a great minority of people mm-hmm. that can do that. And then you ask, well... You know, they depending on what your goals are, so it may matter to you, it may not, but you can only grow as large as your head can grow. Right. Right. So if you want to grow larger, mm-hmm. you want to take on a team member, you want to step away from some of the activities in your business because someone's better suited to do those, which will allow you to go perform those tasks that you're better at. Right. Or more interested in performing. If you don't have a plan that someone can look at and understand what you're doing, it makes that a much more difficult transition. Right. Now, everybody doesn't want to do that, so that's okay. But I would say a lot of people operate, as you're 
speaking. And I think that it makes them less efficient, less productive. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're saying, Hey, I'm doing what I want to do. Okay. Well, do you want to do what you're doing, but more efficiently right? and have a whole nother aspect to your life that you just can't afford right now? Cause your head's too full of business. Right. Exactly. So, lots of opportunities. So I'm going to just, I'm putting together a plan, Travis. And part of when I put together a plan is making sure that we ask the right questions. And so agent came to me and this was an, so I'm going to ask you the same question that just got asked to me. Cause I'm just curious what your, your, your answer is. I want to add somebody to my, I feel like I'm at the point in my business where I'm ready to grow and add somebody. Am I adding a buyer's agent first? Am I adding an admin first? Am I adding what first? What's, what's the first, what's the first person I'm looking for? We always talk about a buyer comes in. You want a home in Irvine? Great. Hey, here's some options. Let's get in my car and let's go. Right. Is that any way to do it? No. You got to consult that buyer. Mm -hmm. You got to sit them down and say, how you doing? What do you understand about the process? Where, or where are you in the process? Right. Are you qualified? Do you really know where you want to look? Or are you going to look in Orange County? And we're going to have to whittle it down for you. You know, where are we standing? Right, right. That's what an agent's got to ask themselves. So there is no specific place to start. Okay. I need to know where are you at? What do you need help with? What are your weaknesses or your strengths? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to accomplish with an additional person? And then that is a whole nother can of worms. Right. Because they can say, well, I want to grow my business and I want to have a buyer's agent so they can, you know, I can make money off them and help them grow their business. Great. Where are your leads coming from? Well, I don't know. I have some that I'm working. Are they falling out of your pockets? No. They're probably not going to be able to support a buyer's agent. Exactly. You got to have something to give them. <laughs> And so, and that was part of the advice that I gave was, and, and I know one of the strategies and techniques that you use whenever we're doing something and putting something together is reverse engineering, starting with the end in mind and kind of working backwards to see where it takes us. And I, I part of my conversation was, was similar in, you know, because they were thinking buyer's agent first. And I said, okay, great. You know, is the infrastructure in place to support that? Buyer's yes. Agent? That is such an important question. Right. Are there enough leads coming in? And that wasn't even number one for me. Number one for me was kind of what is it going to do for you? Because if if you bring a buyer's agent in, are you going to all of a sudden spend the majority of your time trying to lead generate for them so that they're busy? And are you going to be taking care of that? All of a sudden, be careful because you may have just com committed yourself to an admin role and that's not necessarily the way that you may want to go as far as creating growth for yourself. So I always look at that reverse engineer. How do I take it backwards and figuring things out and seeing where those holes are and saying, Oh, well, Hey, I at least need this system in place before I can do this. Yeah. And it may not be an admin first, but the system's got to be in place to figure out how we're going to do this. Otherwise I'm going to be spending my whole day training, watching, doing all of these things. And you know, might not necessarily be what you're looking to do. So. Yeah, I think that's one of the big pitfalls people, agents run into is I want a buyer's agent to help me, to give me time. Guys, take a step back. Do you know what it means to have a buyer's agent on your team? They count on you. Right. They're going to call you. Correct. They're going to have questions. If you're running a good team, you're probably having a meeting every week at minimum. At minimum. To sit down and say, okay, where are we at? Let's look at what's going on. 
and, uh, and then systems and things. So, you know, there's a lot to it. Right. It's all worth it as long as you really know what you have and grow accordingly. But if you don't ask the questions and you just have this idea that I want a team, yeah, it could, it could take you backwards, as a matter of fact. Right. Which leads us right back to why we're here today. Yep. Got to have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and and, and part of, uh, of why we're here today is you have to have that plan. But some of the things we're going to talk about today are why you need to have that plan, mm-hmm. what that's going to do for you, how that's going to make things um, hopefully easier, more efficient for you, and things like that. We're going to go through a little bit of the structure of putting a plan together. Um kind of the mindset behind and putting your plan together and, and who's involved in that and what's involved. Like, for example, I just gave an example of consulting with people, like-minded people, hopefully, that can take a step back and look at your situation with a wider angle and kind of figure things out to be able to give you positive feedback to help guide you in the direction that you're looking to go. A lot of times people think, well, no, I got to put the plan together first. And then now all of a sudden it's, hey, who's going to help me be accountable and things like that? Not necessarily. You want to make people part of that process because they're, you know, they may have insight to, you want to know your weaknesses and faults? Have an honest conversation with five of your best friends. Tell me my weaknesses and faults (laughs) and don't hold back. (laughs) You'll get the answer. And if you don't get the answer, they're not your five best friends. So anyway, Absolutely. So, let's start. Why are we here today? That was my answer. Travis? Yep. <laughs> Doing a business plan. You know, I don't know if maybe the topic scared people off mm-hmm. or if they came into this with reservations or consternation. Oh, God, business planning, you know, in my 20, what am I at now? 22 years in this business. I've been through this process and probably every iteration that's possible Mm -hmm. from the most detailed where I paid someone a lot of money to work with them and put together a plan through all sorts of variations down to kind of what I like the most and which is make it really Really simple. Just start off easy, get some things in order, don't overwhelm yourself. And then it gives you a building block. Right. So if you do want to take that next step and jump it up and get more detailed and more into it, you have that opportunity. But I'd rather do that than ask people to do this big, complicated mm-hmm. process that's going to become nothing but a paperweight right. on their desk. And I think that's a self—that's a conversation to have with yourself of which person are you? Yeah. Because there's there's nothing for me. I am definitely not the big detailed, and I I probably worked on the same one that you did. The thing was, it had to be like forty pages, fifty pages <laughs> long, and it became overwhelming. It actually got to the point where it was counterproductive because I felt like I was focusing so much on that and then trying to go back and dissect that whole thing where in my world, my function's very easy. What do I need to do? Give it to me simple, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and okay, let's go do that. And then let's see what we get. And let's tweak it and do it again. You know, I need to, I I need to make my calls every single day. Okay. That's it. That's my business plan. Make, make calls every day for an hour, four days a week, period. I don't need to give more details other than that, but I think it's for each individual, you have to figure out what's, what works best for you. Cause a lot of people like that whole thing broken down into, 
boom, 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 to have that plan that goes and gets stretched out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good for longevity and consistency. Mm-hmm. So it does help a little bit. But I'll tell you, I think the best way to get started with a business plan is, like I say, with a lot of things, a blank piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Pull out a blank piece of paper and say, well, what am I trying to do here? What am I doing? Right. You might be surprised. You probably have some processes and things in place. Like, okay, I got a little organization here, but what else do I not? What have I heard that I'd like to do that I don't have in my business plan? And you just kind of get a brainstorming on that piece of paper. And then the next step is there's got to be some organization to it. And I like to take it to its rawest form. I'm sitting here trying to remember exactly what my, the simplest business plan was that I put together. See if I can nail it here. It's four things. This is the minimum. Okay. Why? Yes. What? How? And your daily tasks. Okay. Boom. And are we in agreement? The most important of those is the why? Absolutely. So that comes right out of last week and yeah, getting your head in the right place. Exactly. And one of the techniques I, I remember one of my, my most successful years was really focusing on that why and bringing that to the front. And I think so often that we don't put enough time, energy, and effort into that why and what the true whys are. And I use that technique that you were talking about earlier of just a a simple brainstorm. I didn't use a a blank sheet of paper. I remember going to Staples and getting those big uh, sticky notes that go on the wall. Yep. And I had filled up a wall. (laughs) And I spent days just, if a why came into my head, I didn't question it, I didn't judge it, I didn't anything. I just wrote it on there. And... I just waited for all of those things to get filled up. And then nice. I went back and started to evaluate them and give, give them thought individually and broke it down to, okay, I had this big list. Well, what's most important on this list? And started with the whys again of, you know, why did I write this? Why did I put this one here? Why do I think this is important? And narrowed that down. And I got that down to like four or five really solid things then the plan started. Mm-hmm. So before I even started the plan, I was a week in on my why and really focusing on that and made that the core of my vision and everything that was going on that year. As it should be. And unfortunately, it's the number one thing that people say, ah, ah I don't need to do that. It feels weird to me. What am I in a psychologist's office? Well, you kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's super important, right. you know? I mean, you've you're a single parent. You've got a kid who's getting ready to turn 16, and you're like, I'd really like them to have a car. I just don't think, I don't know if I can do mm-hmm. it. Boom. Yep. Write that down. That is your why. Because there's no exactly. motion involved with that, exactly. and that will get you up and going. I don't know where that example came from. Well, but there you go. <laughs> another way to, to, to take that that we don't give a lot of thought to sometimes, something as simple as a vision board. Yes. Oh, those are so fantastic. Taking that time to just put together a vision board, you'd be amazed of when you sit there and you start to flip through magazines or the internet and things like that of what comes up and what catches your eye and what triggers your your memories mm-hmm. and things of that nature that are really important to you that may not necessarily. And one of the things I like about a vision board, again, is it doesn't have to be a start it today at noon and finish mm-hmm. it by three. It can be something that you can Living. build on and make it exactly a living vision board that you're adding to on a regular basis sometimes we just don't know 
I'll give a shout out to Ryan Perpero out there with Lone Depot. Yes. Um, he does that every year here at the office. I don't know if we missed here or something, or maybe I wasn't able to participate. Mm-hmm. Feeling a little empty because of that. I need that board there. And even if you put it together and you almost walk away from it and then you stumble upon it at some time down the road. Isn't that the greatest? Really great to look at and go, hey, I remember this. Well, I did that. I did this. Yep. Oh, man, I got to focus on that. I forgot about that. Did this. It's a little money. Mini motivational board. It is. That's one of my most. That's one of my favorite things is to go back and look at the old vision boards mm-hmm. a few years later and check, check, check. And some of them don't even realize you put something in place. To exactly. Get out. And it's like, feels like it, the universe just gave it to you. Yes. So so weird. funny how that happens, huh? right? So starting with our why. Yes. After our why, where does Travis go? Uh, how? Or excuse me, why? What? Okay. What do you need? What do you need to make that vision happen? So whether that it's generally expressed in dollars mm-hmm. is a good way to do it, and you can reverse engineer that. Right. What do I need to do? How much do I make on a transaction? How am I getting that? How much do I need to multiply it by to get to where I want to be? And turn that into, hey, I want every Thursday. I don't even come to the office, I do what I want. Right. Maybe you have your phone with you in case there's an emergency or something, but for the most part, those days are off. Well, you can do that financially. Just say, hey, I'm going to be missing a day of work, or mm-hmm. that's my day dedicated, so what does that cost? How am I going to do this? And reverse engineer yourself into what it is you need to make your whys happen, or not your whys, your goals happen. So I'll ask, I'll ask you this question with regard to you, you mentioned money. One of the ways to, to measure your what you want to do is, is a financial goal. And I'm sure you've heard this as well, and I hear it every now and then. Oh, I don't want to talk about money. It's not about money. And why do we always go to the money and use money as measurements? And Time is money. Yes, indeed. They're inexplicably tied. So I like Not to, inexplicably. I don't know what word I was looking there, but anyways... I like time. I like to explain it as I can put any amount of money on the on the table here and it doesn't matter who the group is, it doesn't matter where their financial situation is. We all have an immediate understanding of what's actually there. So that's why I use the, use money as a as it's not really as a motivator, but it's it's kind of a fixed thing that we all understand. I can give a I can give a dollar to a five-year-old and they have the understanding of the value of the dollar not necessarily our understanding but at their level yes they understand it's a dollar one dollar yeah it's not quite a candy bar today (laughs) what do i got to do to get to a candy bar exactly there's there's a measurable point in their mind of they understand what that will do or what that will accomplish so it's easier to have a conversation when we're talking about those things because we understand that basis so I think that that's important. Um, money is not bad. Money is not evil. No. You know, one of my one of my favorite quotes. Uh, gosh, I'm forgetting her name. Spanx, uh, the creator of Spanx. Oh yeah. Um, Jesse's wife. I don't remember. Yeah. Shame on me. But she she had a. I was reading reading one of her books, and she had a great quote in there that was talking about money doesn't. You know, money's not bad. Money doesn't make you bad. That. If you're a good person before you had money, if you make more money, you'll be an even better person. If you were a bad person before you had money, if you make more money, 
girl probably be a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think she used the word "you'll still be an ass," but uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's not the money, people. It's the person. So let's talk a little bit more and dive into more a little bit more about your what. And when we talked about money, time, you brought up time, some of the other things that go in there. I guess, you know, we pull in some of our whys in there of, of what we're doing. In, in your notes here, you talked about having a charitable goal. Mm-hmm. And charity is important to me. I know charity is important to you. And if, if that is something that's important to you, yes, it should be there. But again, that goes back to your whys. Why are these things in there and why are they important to you? But these are some of the things that should be in those whats. But if they move you, that's what's important. Right. Is there a question in there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were talking about Oh, Chantel, you're always welcome to interrupt if there is a question online there. <laughs> no, I think Travis was asking me if I had a question in there. I, don't know, I was making a point. Who knows? Sometimes they, sometimes they circle and come back, and I close the circle. Sometimes the circle was closed before I got started. So who knows? Um, so we go to the what, then we go to the how. Yes. I got that. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know if I was thinking it or I heard it from someone, but question is, will what you've been doing now get you where you want to be? Right. And that goes back to what you said. Some people are like, yeah, okay, great. Not a bad idea to memorialize everything you're doing, even though you may not need it and you're doing what you need to do. But uh, to have that down and understand where you're at in case there's any change to the plans. Right. Have your plans ever changed? Absolutely. (laughs) That was the exact point that I was going to bring up. So are you doing right? Are you doing right now? Is it getting you where you want to be? Okay. So where I want to be is where I want to be kind of right now. And do we give thought to where we want to be? And, 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 and hear me out here, not where we want to be. Hey, there's the three-year plan, the five-year plan, the 10-year plan. And, you know, financially want to be here, be there. But shit happens in life that comes up unexpectedly. And my question is, is are you doing right now to be prepared for where you want to be when shit comes up in life? And I don't think people give a lot of thought to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Deal with that tomorrow. Next thing you know, it's it. As Gary likes to say, punches you right in the face, and then, then what? I don't know if this hits exactly to that, but uh, I put out my video yesterday, mm-hmm. and it had to do with this whole. I think you were saying, I know uh, Stephen Thomas, Google market crash, <laughs> right, <laughs> and see what comes up. <laughs> Okay, obviously this is on people's minds. Right. It's like, yeah, this is. How do I speak to people about this? And it realizes it it just doesn't matter, you know? You shouldn't have to ask that question. If you've planned things properly, like you're talking about, for the stuff that happens, right? then uh, you shouldn't have to worry about it. And one of those is, you know, are you prepared for the unknown? Correct. And what does that mean? What does that look like to you? So you can be prepared so that you get through it, or you can be further prepared so that you, wow, I had the perfect word in my mind and now I forget, you thrive through it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when others are greedy, be cautious. And when others are cautious, be greedy. Right. So when everybody's being cautious, 
you got to get out there and mm-hmm. make your mark. But you can't do that unless you're prepared in advance for it. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that there are people out there that were looking at this real estate market as an example last year, the year before, and the year before, thinking, I'd like to be prepared to get into this market and buy something. And didn't start taking the steps and are probably kicking themselves Absolutely. in the ass right now. Yeah. And not to say that it doesn't mean that you can't start right now to be prepared and get yourself in that place, <clears throat> but you've now just added a new layer. You've got to get over the past <laughs> before because <laughs> you got kicked in the ass when you were sitting here thinking, ah, you know, it's not going to change that sure much. that doesn't happen again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, there was a point there, right? Yeah, we made a point. So I'll pass. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, <coughs> so Mabel, see, not always on our A game all the time. <laughs> so Mabel will understand that we had a conversation this morning and we were talking about uh, sometimes things just don't go right. And when you're you lose your thoughts and you lose your what's going on. And I was we were talking about you can't be on your A game all the time course unless you're on something um, which was a quote from Zig Ziglar (laughs) so in other words don't be on something Um, sorry I'm looking at my notes here well we've hit our why Mm -hmm. we've talked about what and how you can take a look at that and what it costs and how to measure it it's basically your target right Right. and next is uh, how are you gonna get there so what steps are you going to take? And what do our notes say here? Uh, looking at what we've done mm-hmm. is most important, right? Where have we been successful? Right. That's a good start for building your business. Mm-hmm. So let's say that, um, oh, I'm having one of those moments here. How you're going to get there is, I mean, it, in the raw sense, it's what lines do you have in the water? Exactly. What do you have feeding the funnel? What are mm-hmm. your different... <clears throat> avenues of business. So when we look back at the business we've done, where does it come from? Measure it. Then we can look at what we're doing and say, boy, this avenue that I've been working on for however long hasn't produced one iota of business for me. Right. And this one's cranking. Maybe we need to make a change over here and see if we can get a little more diversity and maybe a little increase in the amount of business that we do. So Let's break this down. Let's go with a live real example and let's let's role play this out a little bit and see how it goes. So, Travis, I'm uh, my year is great this year. I'm looking at let's take a trying to think of an agent that I have in mind. Okay, they're having a $200,000 a year gross close commissions year up up 50,000 they were 150 last year they're going to hit 200 this year maybe 2 210 doing great business is good they want to take it to the next level next year they sit down in front of us and say hey i think i want to be at 250 and we've gone through the why already why do you want to be at 250 and well you know what after we discuss the why i don't only want to be at <coughs> 250 but I also want to take Saturdays off. So I want to be, I want to make more next year and I want to work fewer hours. What's my plan start to look like? Well, you got to start out and say, okay, you need your 250 and then we got to bump that up because one day off, that's going to cost you. Right. 
to be worth it's your goal right you got to make sure you have a higher income from that so how did we get from 150 to two hundred thousand dollars let's go back and take a look did you do anything different were you doing the same things but some were just paying off better than others so let's go back three years show me where each one of these transactions that you've done okay where that business came from and let's measure it and let's see if we can identify your best opportunities and what provided that growth last year because you know why reinvent the wheel right right if we can just up the ante on a few things that are already working well and get the best return for our dollar. Okay. So, and I, I'm interested to hear your philosophy on this because my my philosophy is always figure out what you're doing best mm-hmm. and figure out how to do that better. That's exactly what I just said. Yes. In a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Less clear and a lot more words. <laughs> and and I I I express that because when we are meeting with people and we are doing business planning and things like that, where I usually see people go is where's my weakest link and how do I make that better? And in reality, what you should be doing is saying, Hey, where's my strongest and how do I, how do I improve Mm -hmm. that by 10% or exactly? That's what I was kind of alluding to. So let's, let's throw out the numbers as an example. Okay. So last year's business for that agent was, let's say it was 65% of my business came from, or from their business came from past clients Mm -hmm. and center of influence. Mm -hmm. And, 25% 25% of it came from the geographic farm, and the rest was just miscellaneous. I hope you remember all that. So I got it. We can work on this. Okay. Sphere of influence, mm-hmm. past clients. Yes. Where does that rank on agents' list of where I get most of my business? Number one. Number one. So we're, what we need to start asking is, okay, let me ask you. What do you do to generate that business from your past clients and your sphere of influence? Because I have this gut feel that nothing. people don't do much at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with very little to do nothing. <laughs> to nothing. Um, That's a great answer. Yes. Because you know what? There's opportunity when you tell me that. Now, of course, opportunity doesn't turn into production without action. So right. you need to do that. But, of course, we're going to have people call us. They're going to remember us. Right. They're going to be a few times like, oh, you need a realtor? Hey, Nestor, that was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should use Nestor as opposed to, oh, you need a realtor? Let me tell you, Nestor's the greatest realtor right. I've ever worked with. If you don't use him, you're a dummy. You need to jump that gap. And so just putting more effort into where you're getting most of your business from and you're good at is going to pay off huge. So that's where I would start. So what I heard you say was, how do I create the raving fan? Exactly. What's okay. your plan? There okay. has to be a plan. Not, hey, that's my past client. How do you know it? I have them in my CRM. What do you do with it? I keep it there. <laughs> okay. Well, is there a plan? Are we touching them? Are we mailing right. to them? Are we acknowledging well, them? Well, Travis, I'm okay with that. But, you know, I don't like bothering them and asking them for business. I don't want to be that pushy salesperson bugging them all the time calling them and asking them, you know, who do they know that's looking to buy or sell real estate? Nothing worse than a pushy salesperson. We're never going to sell something to someone who's not interested in doing it. But there's a way of being involved and being friendly and having them be a friend, you know, making those nice phone calls, acknowledging important things in their lives, chatting with them with no ulterior motives, but 
How are you doing? How's everything going in the family? And then inevitably, that leads to conversations about do they have a need? Do they not? Does someone right. else? So, you know, if you don't want to be a, if you think that's being a pushy salesman, you're in the wrong business. Right, right. And so, the, and just trying to reiterate what I'm hearing you say is make the actions to make the attempts to communicate with them important. Yes. Make that important to you. Value. Yes. Bring bring value, but value doesn't necessarily mean bring value of, hey, your prices have gone up, or hey, I can give you a, a handyman or a carpet cleaner or this and that. It starts with just simple value in that relationship, spending time with it, having an interest in it, taking time to understand what's going on there and being part of that and, and just communicating with them mm-hmm. with no motive other than just to communicate. Yep. And build from there. Yeah. Now, I do believe that you should ask for business every now and then. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I personally think that there is a there is a place in time to call Travis and, hey, this one's business. I'm trying to build my pipeline right now. If you do hear of anybody that's thinking of buying or selling, will you keep me in mind? Because I'm really just working on the pipeline and trying to close out the year strong. Don't need to say anything more. Hey, you know, it's been great chatting with you. I'm so happy we got to catch up. And, you know, uh, my business, yeah, it's just been a little bit bonkers lately. You know, a lot of people looking for homes seems mm-hmm. like a great opportunity to buy. Do you happen to know anybody that you've talked to recently that's in that position that might right. be able to use my help? No, Yeah. Wonderful. Well, hey, appreciate it. Look forward to the next time we touch base. So Move on. Exactly. One of the other things that I always like to, when we are asking for business, um, one of the other things that I always like to bring up to people is, is if you put it on someone else or you identify it with a third party. In other words, the, the same thing that Travis just said, but I'm working with a great person, Chantel, and she's looking to buy in your neighborhood. And so I was just reaching out, or it was great to catch up, was just reaching out. If you hear of anybody that's thinking of selling in your area, I would really appreciate it because Chantel's been trying to move into that community. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So now it's you're helping me help somebody else. And... Hey, Nestor. Everybody wants to help. Yeah. Hey, was just thinking, you know, you know, I drove by your house today. You probably didn't notice. I was just working with some buyers in the area. And I thought, man, I hadn't talked to you in a while. I just thought I would drop a line, see how the family's doing. Yep. You mentioned real estate. You yep. mentioned you're working. You don't even have to say anything. Exactly. They'll probably bring it up themselves. They oh, will. that's great. Yeah. How is the market? Oh, it's great. I mean, it seems like everybody's talking about real estate. Do you find that in your social circles? Yeah. God, you know, a lot of people talk. Hey, if anybody can ever use any help. Let you know, me know. I'd be yeah. happy to help them, and I would certainly appreciate the referrals. Absolutely. Anyways, how's Bobby doing, you know? Yep. Right? Exactly. Okay, so we killed that one. So <laughs> SOI, work it. Yes. You can't just say, I get most of my business from my SOI, and you're just getting it by chance. Mm-hmm. Let's dive in there. And it doesn't have to be annoying. It can just be a plan, you know, that you touch base. Um, so many times, you're going to have a conversation. And you know what? You're going to talk to people for eight years Right. Three, four times a year and nothing's going to come of it. But you know what you're doing? You're doing the right thing. Right. I wrote another thing in here, um, which we, we go over quite a little bit, which is entrepreneurs fail due to the boredom it takes to be great because consistency gets the monotony of it makes you go, oh, my goodness. But, but you're not if, if we every call we made turned into business. Right. Everyone would be in the business. But so and, and you bring up a valid point. So how do I break that up? Because, you know, I hear you say, hey, we, we're talking about communicating with people. 
communication nowadays is not always picking up a phone. You, you want to break things up. You want to break up that monotony. Communication. So today I'm DMing. Tomorrow I'm texting. Next day I'm making phone calls. Next day I'm doing thank you notes in the mail. You know, emails, whatever the case may be. Those are all points of communication that you can break these up and do them and communicate or touch touch people and get in front of people in different ways, but not always feel like, hey, I got to pick up the phone yeah. and be on the phone today. Exactly. My calls. We do write those off a lot and they don't need to be. Those are good contacts. All right. So why, why are we doing what we do? What do we want from what we're doing? We have these different ways of doing it. We talked about SOI. Mm-hmm. So it's a great opportunity. So right there, Nestor, I think you, okay. you, you could, you could maybe double your business from simply paying more attention to your SOI. Second, your farm, 25%. Let's talk about that. So what are you doing in your farm? You know, we're going to want to look down into the details of every step that you do. So before we get to the farm, so I asked this question. So we talked about the fact that I really don't do anything with with the center of influence and past clients. So is part of my business strategy for the next year, am I considering adding funds or reallocating funds so that I can be better at this thing that apparently I'm already good at? Well, yes. Time, time and or money. Okay. So one or the other sweat equity or check equity. It's gotta, it's gotta fall into one of those two categories and yeah. Uh, hey, you contact your buyers on their annual anniversary. No, I never thought of that. Boom. There you go. Right. Tomorrow, take the time to Get in your Google Calendar or go into your CRM and make tasks, repeating tasks every year right. to call your clients. And guess what? Some years it's going to be awesome. You're going to catch up and find out things that are great. Of course, you're going to be making notes in your CRM about all this information you get. And other times you're just going to leave a message and you're never going to hear back from them. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have left a message right. that they're going to hear. And so doing little things like this and finding out what those daily tasks are, which is part four, to make a success of that line in the water. Okay. All right. So let's go to the geo farm. So right now the agents mail in, they're mailing twice a month. Um, they hold a community event once a quarter. Um, open house anytime they get an opportunity when they have something in the farm. And that that's the gist of it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, maybe doing a good job in there. Okay. Um, can you work on more? So I guess in business planning is look at what you're doing, offer suggestions for additional things, and find out if there's opportunity there or not. Right. There's not always going to be. There may not be a willingness, mm-hmm. or there just may not be the opportunity for that to happen. But in this case, I might ask, uh, as farming has changed so much over the years is, gosh, we're so much door-to-door mail. Mm-hmm. By the way, mail's fantastic right now, if anyone wants that hint. Uh, but we've gone so digital. Right. Newspaper? Forget it. If you're spending money on newspaper, we're going to cut that it, out immediately. Exactly. <laughs> and let's talk about how we can geofence your farm mm-hmm. so that when people go to Google and when they go to their mail or wherever they go, they see you everywhere. Right. I see Tom Ferry everywhere. He right. obviously has me in a database somewhere <laughs> and says, this guy has downloaded so many of my materials. Uh, and I know what happens. Every time I go to Tom Ferry and I'm like, oh, that looks great. I think our agents can use that or I could use it as content f- to help people. I download it and I know exactly what's going to happen. That yep. automatically triggers it. It goes to his, one of his salespeople and I get a phone call the next day. 
like money. Yep. They never miss. It's a system they have in place. Next, it goes in, checks. Oh, this is the sixth time Travis has downloaded something. He's a green star as right. opposed to a yellow, red, or orange star that are of lesser value. So we're going to spend $5 a month getting ourselves in front of him on the internet. There's your system. Yep. And that's what we need to be doing uh, with our farming. I was watching, you know, one of the things I was watching um, yesterday, I was watching a podcast and they were talking about and brought up a very good point. And, and <coughs> you, you just brought up a technique that Tom is using that a lot of people aren't taking advantage of. And that's just that, you know, our industry has evolved and the world has evolved. It has. And in our industry, I look at people and have you evolved along with the industry? Are you still, you're correct. Mailing still works and mailing's doing pretty well right now. Um, but has your business gotten to the point where you have created, where you've grown with the times and made changes and things like that? And are those things in place? Or are you still functioning or operating in, in the 1980s or 1990s world or 2000 worlds when we're, you know, in 2021, 2022 world. And, because marketing is changing left and right. People are not wanting as much information. People are trying to push this stuff away. And what things are you doing to make those adjustments? But the there was a point here. And it's going to come back to me at some point. Well, you know, we see people that come in and say, but Travis, this stuff works. Look yeah. me, I'm getting business. Right. And I'd say, well, okay, so let's go back real quick. What do you need? Well, you know, I'm, I'm at 150, but I really need to be at, 250 okay mm -hmm. you're right what you're doing is working but we can multiply that exactly it's not about what you are doing that works it's what you're not, not doing, doing that's going to work and i think people need to look at it from that perspective because people get upset well i've always done it this way this is great this is what people want absolutely i'm not telling you not to do it right but how about we take a new medium and instead of doing it on paper we can do it digitally or how about we supplement your paper mm -hmm. with the digital I'm telling Let's see what happens. We'll measure it. Correct. Brand awareness is probably one of the most important things now that didn't necessarily used to be, as an individual agent, brand awareness was always there. But I think spending time, energy, and effort to make sure that you're getting your brand out there is, is mega important right now. And then your true value proposition, I, you know, in, in the notes, you, you're talking about going back and taking a look at your, your presentations and things of that nature and what's in there. But I always ask the question, what makes you different than everybody else and what value proposition that you have that you can say that I can't ask or I can ask another agent that same question and not get that answer? And that's a hard thing to, hard. yeah, to, you know, 99% of the stuff, I can ask 10 other people and get that answer in a heartbeat. So the real question is, is what is it that you have that I can't get from somebody else because I'm really ultimately trying to create separation and I can't create separation from like everybody else. Yep, absolutely. So ultimately with how are you going to get there, it's, you know, those things that are working, make sure mm -hmm. you're totally capitalizing on them. And then it's about expanding what you do. So how many lines do you have in the water? How diversified are you? 
are you too diversified? There's some people that, yeah, it's like, whoa, we need to rein this in. Right. You know, you're expending a tremendous amount of resources and effort, but I think the return would be much better if you could concentrate some of this of what you're doing. But we look at, what, four lines in the water, four activities that you're doing on a regular basis throughout a year to generate your business, and the business plan helps you capitalize on that Correct. so you know what you're doing. And if you need to adjust, you can look back and say, well, here's what I was doing. What do I need to change? Um, and then there are things also throughout the year I have down here, like some of these uh, marketing mm -hmm. opportunities. So we had um, campaigns, right. right? So we have some here at the office that we could share with the agents about, hey, why don't I make a mailer to this group? Because mm -hmm. right now is a time when they're probably thinking right. about this topic. So that's not something that you're necessarily doing over and over again. It's a long-term project, but it's something that you could do in in a one-time shot or in a series to a group of people uh, to try and get some activity going. Right. And those there's some things like that we have that you can do anytime. Mm -hmm. There are others that are very timely. You know, with the pandemic and everything that's gone on, there's been multiple opportunities where we see things change. You know, hey, everybody's working out of their house now. Right. How's that working for you? I tried it one day. <laughs> if I had to work out of my house, uh, I would have to move. There you go. Find right. that person. So that's a, maybe a mailing campaign you mm -hmm. can do and, and try to generate some business for yourself. So it doesn't always have to be super long term. And you can be doing things on and off. But it's about having that activity and keeping things going. But write it down. Have intention. Right. Have that path and say, this is what I want to do. And you know what? Tomorrow, you can cross that one out and you can add another one. Or you can cross it out because it's just all too much, but at least you're keeping track and you know where you're going. Exactly. So part of our process is that we're trying to encourage growth in your business in the next 120 days. Yes. So I'm going to ask you this question. We talked four lines in the water. Travis, you're starting right now today, next 120 days. For you, what would be the four lines that you'd put oh, in the water? Oh, Lord. Well, it's very hard for me. <laughs> Uh, not being in sales, uh, but I would look at my SOI okay. very strongly and say, what am I actually doing? It's a center of influence. Absolutely. Center of influence, especially, past clients, number one. Cause you, when, especially because of the next 120 days. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, in the, we're coming into the season of hospitality. Right. So opportunity to touch base, how you doing, uh, the holidays, putting out greetings. Mm-hmm. And I would just make sure I'm tip top on that. You know, do I have all my purchase and sale anniversaries? Do I have all any tenants that I put into property? Do I have the dates in there that are important to contact them that will give me the highest possibility of catching them at a time that I will be able to assist them with something right? or show them value at least? Cause it's not always going to turn into a transaction or money, but if you can show value, mm -hmm. that's business down the road. Okay. And so, you know, having all those things in order for sure. If I'm a geographical farmer, depending on what I'm doing, I'm just going to make sure I'm on top of it. I got the holidays coming. How can I take advantage of that? And um, I'm doubling down on geographic farming right now would be would be one of the things that I would be suggesting. Yeah. Is, hey, between now and the end of the year. Yeah, that's because you, you get a bang for the yeah. it all starts off next year. Exactly. So, you know, for that agent we were talking about earlier that hey, um, you, you know, they're they're mailing two times a two times a month right now and they've got an event planned every quarter. What things can they do or what things can you do in the next basically between now and the end of the year to double down? Is that mm -hmm. four mailings 
uh, a month or is that three mailings a month? Is that more? You mentioned it earlier. Everybody's working from home now. Mm-hmm. You know, is that door knocking that geographic farm and just saying hello or dropping something off or bringing something of value? Because um, twice as many people are home. They're, yes. So they may not want to answer the door because they're working from home, but you'd be amazed. More doors get open now. I did a video on that. Yeah. Everyone says, oh, my God, it's not going to happen. And I, I'm going to argue that, no, it, it, you, it door knocking is as good as it was. Yes. It's different. People act a little bit different. Right. But there's tremendous value in it. People, some people want to screen, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we remember no solicitation signs. That right. was their form of screening before. Right. <laughs> and but most people just want safety. And even if, even if it's not a door knocking being more present in the geographic farm right now, trust me, people are looking out their windows. Mm -hmm. They notice who drives by. They notice whose car gets parked in the neighborhood that's not normally there on a regular basis. They notice all of those things. And if you're parking and you're there, you, you pick a spot and you park there every single day for a week. Trust me, somebody's noticing that you're there every single day for a week. My wife had been talking about this the last two weeks. Yeah. Did you see that van down the street? Exactly. What's, <laughs> What's with that guy? He's been sitting in his car for like 20 minutes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? They identify that vehicle with you somehow and figure out that that's you. What's the conclusion? They yeah. must be working on something working. in the neighborhood. Right? So or they call you about it. Exactly. Hey, Nestor. Do you know anything about this guy and this black Corolla sitting over here? Nope. But I'm in the neighborhood. I'll drop by. Let's see what's going on. I'll stop by and say hi. So I would double down, but that would be, you know, that'd be on my top four as well as geographic farming and doubling down. Number three. Oh, Lord. I know, right? Putting you on the spot. Uh, Circular farming. Okay. Make a commitment to circular farming. Okay. So we all expand need, on that a little bit. We all bit. need contacts, right? So we've mm-hmm. got to get in front of people. So okay. I hope that listing agents are doing this every time they get a listing. You know, you've got to market your listings, right? We've got to take that leverage and get it into the next deal or two. So circular farming is simply taking your most recent sale or listing mm-hmm. and notifying the most or the closest people, 50, 100 houses. Hey, how you doing? Travis with Remax Premier Realty just sold this house down the street. Thought you'd like some information on it. Yeah, thanks. Okay, got to go. All right. Next door. You know, whatever. Right. It doesn't matter what the response is. You get out there, you're going to hit some doors, you're going to make a presence, and it's going to bring business. Yes, it will. But All right. That's the, that's the sweat equity of it. I like it. If you don't have listings, you don't have solds, go grab somebody else's. It doesn't even have to be from the same company. No. It's information. Yeah. 123 ABC Streets for sale. Just letting everybody know. Well, guys, all that information's on the internet. People don't need me for it. That's right. But guess what? You... Not everyone's on the internet, and you can always knock on the door and have a conversation about it. That is true. And we overestimate sometimes that people, that we think everybody knows everything that's going on. They may know that that property's for sale down the street, but they might not necessarily know who's got that property for Mm -hmm. sale. And there's a lot of times where assumptions are made. If I'm just knocking on the door, I just letting you know your neighbor down the street is for, you know, just put their property on the market and we're just letting the neighbors know. Several of those homeowners, without me even saying anything more about that property, are going to make the assumption 
that it was me. And even if I go to this next step and say, John Doe's got that, they're still making the connection with me yeah. and not John Doe. You're the informant. Exactly. Informer. I totally forgot. Social media. It's got to be one of your lines in the water. Well, it doesn't have to be. Well, I, I asked the question, top four that you would put in. Yeah, social I, media. Me, yeah. and I'm not even a social media person. <laughs> I'm trying to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like a little anonymity. Right. But I also see the benefit of being on social media. And so I'm working on it. But I know there are people out there that don't mind it. Mm-hmm. And they're out there and saying what they're doing. They do a good job with it. The value in that is immense. There's a lot of value in that. But I, uh, you know, and then I'll, I'll piggyback on that, that social media doesn't necessarily have to mean social media because it could mean a digital marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you mentioned geofencing earlier. That's not social media, but that's being in the digital world. You know, one of the things, Facebook, one of my favorite platforms for this reason and this reason only. You can go investigate. We know who's doing well, right? Mm-hmm. You can look at a particular area and you can you know who's doing well. You we're hearing it now. Oh, open door this or Zillow this or you know this company this. I can go onto any single one of their Facebook pages and you push the button that says transparency and it will tell me every single ad that they're running, what it says, the image that's in there, where it's going, wow. and I can freaking just copy that and do the same thing. They've already done all the work for you of what works because they got all the bucks. They're spending it, figuring out what works. I can walk in there and just <laughs> copy it and do the same thing and create similar results. Okay, so I can't create the exact same results, but I can create results, right? And that's the digital world right now that I think so many people aren't paying attention to that is really so important that should be out there as part of your plan of steal from those that are it's out there and I don't mean steal like take you know take their business away from them but those ideas are already proven geographic farmers out there and they're doing their thing you take their idea and you apply it somewhere else steal ideas shamelessly yes it's gonna work so that is something that I think should be in everybody's arsenal right now. And, you know, you, you mentioned um, social media. Probably the biggest miss right now, LinkedIn. Yeah, that's very active. It's, that is probably the most organic human-to-human touch situation that's going on right now that people are not paying attention to. You don't believe me? Put a post on, our, on LinkedIn. And you will see, holy cow, people are connecting with me and people are paying yeah. attention. And <laughs> convers- that firsthand. Yeah, conversations are happening. And it doesn't need to be anything unique. <laughs> it really yeah. doesn't. So as a matter of fact, the more, the more off you think it is, the better it's probably going to do. But yeah, but I, I agree with you. Digital marketing is definitely something that should be um, part of your or social media should be part of your something that's in your top four. Yeah. Well, let's get to number four here real quick. Sure. We're rolling up on the hour, and I think it's the most vital step in all of this. So we've got our why. Why are we here? What's motivating us? What's keeping us consistent over a long period of time? 
What do I need to achieve the goals I want? Whether it's time, charity, mm -hmm. more income, travel, whatever it might be. Let's get that number. Three, how am I going to do it? What are my lines in the water? What right. are my major ways of accomplishing my goals? And then most importantly, four, what are the day-to-day -day steps I need to take to make this happen? And this is the part I love because I, I love walking in the office and knowing what I need to do. Right. Okay, today's the day I farm. I got to go out and farm. Yep. I mean, there's just no if, and, or but about it. From this time to this time, I'm out farming on this day. Nothing interrupts that calendar. It just happens. Correct. Uh, I know social media. Here's what my commitment is. And I've thought about it in advance. Maybe you've even planned it. If you have those tools and I'm putting certain things in place. I mean, you know what you're doing. Right. Of course, when if there's transactions and people calling in and out and things going on, you got to fit that all in your day. But this plan is where it all begins and what drives it all. And to have that set out each day, what you need to do is just so powerful. Do you time block? I do. I'm not the best at it, but I do. Okay. And, and I, I brought that up because I, you know, one of the problems that I feel I, that, that we see in this is distraction. Oh yeah. It's there. It's around. It's everywhere. It's like, so easy. You know, we just talked about social media and how important that is. That can also be a major distraction for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, not healthy to be on social media from eight in the morning until eight at night yeah. and saying I've accomplished something. And there's our quote for this uh, <laughs> item number four. Um, busy work versus vital work. Exactly. Do you know the difference? <laughs> exactly. So it's okay. If you're going to surf just kind of mindlessly just for fun and mm -hmm. really with no intent, put down a timer. Right. I've got 15 minutes. i got 30 minutes. Knock yourself out. But after that, get out of your chair and go do what you got to do. One of the best investments I made is uh, on my desk is a, uh, it was just a simple Amazon purchase, a uh, chess timer. Thank you. You bought me one at the same time. Yep. <laughs> and just click that button because measuring, it, it gives you instant feedback of, oh, holy cow. Even if, even if you're doing it for things that you should be doing, for example, I'm going to be checking my emails. You turn that timer on, you see how much time you're actually really giving up to that activity and then really being able to go back and focus of, is this the best use of my time? And I don't know how many people are similar to me, but that one I fall prey to. Mm -hmm. And it's what's crazy about it is I get a handle on it and I feel powerful. Right. I'm like, wow, just don't even look at it. And except for those given times mm -hmm. and get through it, move on. Right. And so quickly, I fall right back into, check my email, check my email, check my email. And man, the amount of time that I just waste waiting for another email to come in to see if there's something for me to do. Right. Oh, terrible. Just check it every whatever you decide. Two hours. In between that, I'm doing what I do. Right. Exactly. All right. So there you go. So what does my day look like? I like that. Yeah, I mean, get it put down. You know, farming is just an easy example because you just say, I have to do these things here. Correct. Um, also, sphere of influence and past clients. That's great. What do I do every day? Yep. Your CRM should be spitting those out at you. Hey, exactly. you sold Nestor House a year ago today. Call him. Got to do that. Exactly. Hey, so-and-so did this. Hey, it's this person's anniversary mm -hmm. or whatever you determine in advance were the moments of contact that you were going to make and don't miss them. Thank you notes, holidays. Yeah. It, there's there's an abundance of things that can be out there and even if you take the time to <clears throat> I, I don't know I just I I I time block as well and my time blocking is more okay I'm gonna be 
here doing this from this period to this period. And let's say it's phone calls. You don't feel like making phone calls today. You still make the phone calls. Just change the script. <laughs> you know, today's supposed to be an ask. It, it, we make phone calls for recruiting. Sometimes I don't feel like making the calls for the recruiting. Still make the calls. Just don't ask. Just don't ask if you're like. Make the contact. Yeah, I was just calling. I thought about you today, so I was just giving you a call to say hello. Oh, how's business? How are things going over there at your office? Blah, blah, blah. Things like you'd be amazed what happens <laughs> even even when you don't. So, um, hey, that's my two cents. Absolutely. Well, there you go. The All simplest right. business plan. Now, if you want to get into detail, folks, uh, start this first. Get this in place. And then the details become, well, I don't feel like I'm getting where I need to be. Okay. Time to start doing some reverse engineering. That's right. So how long does it take you to get that lead? All right. Let's talk about increasing that activity to meet the goal that you're looking at. Yep. Is it a given? Of course not. Nothing's given in this life. But it's a great estimate and opportunity to build your business and get to your goal. So you can reverse engineer and get into that. You can get into your budget more. How am I running my budget? And then you can really lay it out. Here's what I'm spending. Why am I spending? Is this good spending? Where do I want to spend it now? Once I've, I don't know about you, but once I've decided I've spent a certain amount of money, if it's not working, my personal mindset is, where can I move it to? Yeah. Where can I reallocate this to? Because I've made that commitment of it's this amount, you know, so some, sometimes it's, yeah, hey, you can save the money, but also sometimes it's, hey, let's move it over here because it's not working here. Yep. You know, we, we talked about center of influence earlier. What could I do if I was spending the amount of money that I'm spending on my geographic farm in my center of influence? What would that create? Yeah. <laughs> They'd all hate me. <laughs> I feel like you call me every minute. Uh, all right. Anything in closing, sir? A goal without a plan is just a wish. Okay. Keep that in mind. Is that Zig Ziglar, maybe? I think so. And then, of course, my favorite from last episode, do the thing, have the power. Do not the thing, have not okay. the power. Exactly. This plan gives you that opportunity to have that thing to do mm -hmm. and to feel powerful every day knowing that you're working towards something that you set in place a long time ago, right? Knowing that it was going to take you to the goal that you're looking for, so love it. Plan together, all right. Um, maybe we should ask. Say anybody that's interested in our notes from this, this that we can get out to them. We can yeah, send these drop, to them. Drop it in the chat, and we're, we're happy to send this to you. Um, if, again, if there's any questions after the fact, you're welcome to reach out to us and just let us know. And look forward to next week. Absolutely. Yeah. What are we doing? That's a good question. Oh, wow. Um, let me go back and look. Because uh, we have it. Because Travis made a plan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we do have a plan. I am. Oh, my doc is. Uh, oh, we're going specifically into prospecting yes. center of influence. Yes. Nice. So a number of these episodes are based on prospect specific prospecting. Mm hmm avenues okay and since the number one we always hear is sphere of influence 
that's what we're going to be hitting on. Perfect. So, and so shout out to Fran, because I know that this was something Fran was specifically asking about. So I'm excited about that. We'll make sure to throw a note out to, to you, Fran, to, to not miss this episode next week. And happy Friday. Absolutely. Beautiful Friday. Absolutely. Thank you guys for participating and, and giving us your hour today. Always happy to share more information. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Always like. Give us a like. Yes, I'm getting the heads up from Chantel. I, I keep forgetting. That's my ask. <laughs> so, there was my ask. Like and subscribe, depending on what, what platform you guys are on. But I appreciate it again and look forward to seeing you guys next week. See you next week. Take care. <laughs>